आदरणीय प्रधानमंत्री जी नमस्कार सर वी हैव अचीव्ड सॉफ्ट लैंडिंग ऑन द मून इंडिया इज ऑन द मून इंडिया आई रीच माई डेस्टिनेशन एंड यू टू चंद्रयान थ्री इज फर्स्ट मैसेज fantastic what an amazing week this has been phenomenal milestone really this is a we just witnessed history in the making. on 23rd of august yeah. when we became the first country to plant the flag on the moon's south pole i mean it's been a it's been really something to watch with bated breath over the last few weeks uh, for this development and uh, again kudos to isro kudos to all of the scientists everyone who made this happen I remember when Chandrayaan 2 uh, crash landed on the moon you know I remember watching those visuals of um, uh, the director uh, Mr Simon you know being consoled by Prime Minister Modi and um, then following the speech and thereafter right I mean, it was it was a sad time really but uh, that was 4 years ago and we've bounced back stronger than ever the first to land on the south side just the fourth among nations in the world to ever you know reach the moon fantastic stuff really really fantastic and this also just comes in few days after russia's rover crash landed in the moon well this is cutting edge tech right i mean uh, you know we often forget the kind of complexity it involves you know i mean uh, like i've said i can barely control my tv remote on most days right and here is uh, uh, you know a satellite that's orbiting so many thousands of kilometers away and acting out in very precise detail and movement according to what has to be done uh, phenomenal i mean this is it just inspires you to strive for excellence you know no matter what you're doing because literally if you can reach the moon you know what what else is out of reach for us right so uh, fantastic i mean i think the nation owes a debt of gratitude to isro for inspiring us all all right uh, anyway let's get on with this round up uh, welcome to the startup operator round up i'm roshan karyapa and i'm gunjan saha and together we bring you the biggest headlines from india's growing startup ecosystem now last week was not only a momentous occasion for isro but for the startup community as well because there were several indian companies such as paris defense and mtr technologies that supplied critical components for the chandrayaan 3 mission wow amazing and we have space tech has just become a a buzzworthy term i think what let's say year year and a half yeah no we've been talking about it on the podcast for uh, about a year right i mean we talk about you know pixels skyroot yeah. agnicol all of those folks fortunately still trying to coordinate with some of these founders to get them on the pod hopefully we will have them soon but you know this is a phenomenal thing you know i've often said that in the next 5 10 years india is going to become an industry space superpower right we're going to become very significant because we have the technology we have the talent and also importantly we have the geopolitics as and uh, you know people often say that hey for a country with as low per capita income uh, so many people below the poverty line uh, should we be investing in space well first of all uh, i think it's a matter of perspective right i mean we've invested maybe 600 crores on this which is less than what it would take to build a uh anything significant right i mean uh, let's say a hollywood blockbuster would take 100 million dollars so far less than that and if you were to consider infrastructure itself over the last 8 9 years we've built infrastructure at a tremendous pace right i mean simply the amount of road that we built over a course of you know two or three years has been greater than what we built over 20 years and all of this during covid and what not right 
so you know progress is on all fronts right i don't think you can kind of stall science and innovation to say that hey let's people uh, let's all people catch up on you know health and you know more human development indices and then you know we will we will do this right and scientific innovation has a way of flowing downstream to other technologies you know it could be in your microwave or your washing machine etc right you never know uh, and the more developed nations are not uh, you know unwise or foolish uh, to spend on science exploration and so on right i mean obviously they do recognize a material benefit as well but most of all you know the 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 more important benefit is you know inspiring the next generation of indians that it is possible right i mean imagine 10 15 20 years from now i won't be surprised if the scientists and engineers of that time are looking back on this day and saying that hey this was the you know highlight right this was the turning point in their lives that uh, you know they decided to take science and engineering right so it's very very important to progress on all these fronts and uh, yeah once again i think uh, isro has really inspired all of us to do better talking about space tech you know last week there was this startup uh, dronacharya they are a drone and aerospace company and they tested a reusable rocket launch vehicle that reached an altitude of 3 kilometers and they returned safely using a parachute mechanism nice they plan to achieve higher altitudes of 10 to 50 kilometers in the future and they want to you know utilize this to collect atmospheric and meteorological data now for a country like india where still i think the majority of the population is engaged in some form of agriculture how imp- how important and critical meteorological data can be and we are competing you know with the companies in the west like spacex leo astra but the advantage which we have is we are operating under a budget and i think that really brings out the creativity and innovations and also helps us solve problem the way that's rooted in our culture yeah uh, i think so isro or india in fact uh, has some of the cheapest uh, satellite launches right perhaps next only to spacex i suppose right which has reusable rockets so all of this uh, innovation you know it can be commercialized it will be in fact uh, right i mean some of these uh, folks like pixel for instance uh, right i mean they're already getting contracts and orders and they're creating this market from the ground up so this is fantastic so drone acharya is an interesting company right i mean i mean interesting name as well right drone acharya right uh so apparently they called themselves that because they used to do a lot of drone training and of course uh, as you know dronacharya is the you know guru of the pandavas right in mahabharat they've uh, engaged in uh, manufacturing training services uh, geospatial stuff a uh, bunch of uh, things you know i mean very multi pronged approach uh, they've doubled down on manufacturing and training especially you know uh, training new uh, drone pilots and and so on and so forth Um, in fact they listed um, just about 3 years or 2 years after their founding itself based on the phenomenal growth that they've achieved uh, right and uh, also i think the public markets may be right to support these kind of companies you know because it requires growing at a reasonable pace i mean it's not like a vc kind of a business where you know you kind of grow at that exponential hockey stick curve kind of a thing right so so maybe it might uh, make sense to grow at a at a sort of a more public company kind of a pace right so uh, having said that they've grown really really rapidly uh, right i think 22 um, they probably did more in a quarter than the entire previous year in fact uh, right so again fantastic stuff um we're going to see uh, oh we, of course i mean we saw idea forge list as well right so yeah this entire space is something to watch out for moving on another highlight news from last week was titan acquiring the remaining stake in caratlin 
Now, Catlin has around 1500 employees, of which 400 are part of the corporate team. And of the 400 employees, 75 have shares worth 340 to 380 crore rupees. Wow. I I want to put up that meme, right? Flipkart employees say friendship yeah. is over. Yeah, Can't of none of the flipkart employees reached out <laughs> yeah we are not only that uh, mithun sacheti who is the co uh, who is the founder he made 4600 plus crores in cash phenomenal by selling his startup to titan yeah so i've been uh, reading about their journey and it's just so inspiring right i mean they were one of the earlier dot com uh, uh, guys or consumer internet guys i should say uh, right around that flipkart era flipkart mintra jabong era who even remembers jabong now right but anyway this is a 15 16 year journey in the making uh, you know and uh, tata i mean rather titan first acquired a stake controlling stake maybe 25 26% in uh, 2016 and typically when such a thing happens right you kind of write the company off that you know hey it will be sort of relegated to a corner of uh, balance sheet in a large enough uh, company and then yeah you go about your way right i mean you become an employee of sorts but uh, it's fantastic that mithun and team have stayed and have you know uh, compounded uh, all of their learnings and earnings as well really good we often talk about founder market fit and i think mithun sachetis is one such case right because his is um, he comes from a traditional jeweler family and um, he wanted to build this um, online business having seen what is possible in the us there was a company called blue nile there right and he wanted to replicate that model here and here again right i mean people don't realize the complexities india has flipkart is not the amazon of india right ola is not the uber of india india has its own challenges and own complexities and executing in india is just so hard so kudos to these guys they've stayed together for 16 years and uh, you know we've seen the growth of titan itself right i mean uh, fantastic uh, you know i was reading this book about uh, mr rakesh junjunwala and he talks about of course you know one of his famous most famous investments was in titan uh, right and uh, the md mr baskar is a is a legendary guy really and he apparently taught a course in im bangalore where mithun was uh, you know uh, taking um, mithun was one of the students and you know that's how this whole connection happened uh, initially they worked with them as a sort of a merchandising platform slash sales platform uh and then since then you know they have their own brand and and stuff right so they sit along with tanesh and you know the other uh, brands as well that titan has so see the important lesson net net from all of this is that to go long right i often say this to people that you get really lucky very very few times in life right for anything significant whether it is your you know spouse or whether it is your work or whether it is your vocation whatever it is and when you do get lucky recognize that luck and really compound right i mean really go long on that because that is the difference between making you know a few tens of crores and 4000 plus crores as uh, mithun has got right uh, so phenomenal i mean i'm very very happy for the team uh do check out this podcast by aviral batnagar um he spoke to the founders uh, mithun and avnish uh, some time ago I, i highly recommend it do check it out it's a it's a very inspiring journey and you know for all the other d2c wannabes uh, folks who are starting up in that space tying up with a strategic is not a bad idea it gives you the scale it gives you the professionalism to kind of grow so don't be averse to it you know so yeah uh, if you're a caratlane employee then hello Well, just to add um, one point to what you said, right? It's very interesting. Like 
the entire direction titan is also growing as a company um carrot lane is a profitable company fi23 numbers uh, profit before tax stands around 48.2 cr right and they're growing also at around 32 33% titan right now is expanding into a portfolio of companies that's focusing more on discretionary consumption yeah. right and with a special focus in jewelry like if you look at it there's tanish there's mia zoya and now carrot lane for watches they have titan fast track helios iwear there's titan i plus and they're also entering wearables and dress material yeah right so it's interesting how as a com- as a company also they are focusing on growth it's a phenomenal vision you know because see on hindsight these things look obvious right obviously 90s liberalization uh, you know people's uh, incomes have been rising and so on and so forth but then i mean to have that sort of vision and really invest in that vision right but is just uh, is just amazing you know and there are some all of these economical calculations you guys can check it out right that says that for some x increase in uh, you know per capita income the discretionary income rises by 10x right by an order of magnitude uh, right so which means that money is going to go into stuff like this right eyewear uh, watches and uh, you know jewelry and what not and, and think of how far the entire digital business itself has come right i mean uh, carrot lane and titan is one of the best omni channel plays i've ever seen right i mean it's in fact a template for the world i should say right um, there was strong good digital presence as well as yeah. the brick and mortar yeah, stores yeah 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 i mean i was around a carrot lane store uh, yesterday in indranagar and i just paused to like recognize that moment you know i mean it is uh, it's it's really amazing because if you told me even i don't know 10 years back that someone would pay i don't know 30k 40k 2 lakhs uh, on a right. website yeah. right uh, i wouldn't have bought that right but uh, shows that you know if you really invest in changing consumer behavior if you understand uh, and if you work with a consumer it is possible right i mean uh if you have to be there at the right place at the right time then you have to be there long enough uh moving on to some other news you know we had discussed that how sebi is concerned about the rise of you know the role which finfluencers play right now in the market and with respect to that they published some guidelines right to disrupt the we- revenue model in which finfluencers earn money which is through commissions by sebi registered entities now what sebi is saying is no Uh, entities which are registered with sebi they are not allowed to operate with finfluencers they're not allowed to pay any non registered entity and yeah i think with this do you think this actually will help curb the spread of misinformation about financial markets it'll definitely hurt the finfluencers for sure right because what sebi has essentially said is no more commission no more brokerage etc no more affiliate links all of that stuff uh, i don't know if there's a way to kind of get around that but uh, sebi has said if you are a registered uh, uh, entity you can't uh, you know pay these folks for inducements and what not right and so i was listening to uh, the sebi chairperson uh, ms madhavi puri talk about uh, this specifically and uh, she says we definitely need to improve financial literacy in the country and uh, yes you have to simplify financial concepts and what not but inducements like you know become a to her to quote her you know to become a lakhpati or karodpati in you know x days or y days kind of thing right i mean that kind of hurts uh, because obviously there are no guarantees in the stock market and you know sebi is uh, very very protective of investors right so um, all of those counts i mean you know they had said a month back that uh, consultation paper was in the works uh right and they've kind of come out with that and they basically stopped these commissions and brokerage and 
affiliate fees and whatnot, right? Now, how influencers uh, or finfluencers will operate beyond this, uh, I guess they will figure a new way out of this. But I do think that they do play a role. It's just that, you know, it has to be properly regulated and it has to be within limits. Uh, moving on, it has been a while since we, you know, discussed some big fundraise. And um, last week, Zepto became a unicorn with the 200 million Series E round. Uh, which is led by Stepstone Global. Now, I don't know, for some reason, I thought Zepto was already a unicorn company. I think they were valued at about 900 million last year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, right? And, uh, and now they are 1.4 billion. Wow. And <laughs> we also get a, a, this year's first unicorn company. Wow. It's pretty crazy, <laughs> right? And that too. Think about uh, 2021, where like every, every week, week we were... <laughs> Kind of announcing a, a unicorn, right? 50 plus and then we right. said we'll get to 75 plus. But yeah, the world had other plans, I suppose. Yeah. Well, but still better late than never. And like, think about this, right? They are they became a unicorn company, especially in a domain where other companies are struggling so much. They're shutting down dark stores. They are scaling down operations. And well, but somehow, um, you know, investors still see scope within this uh, domain. See, quick commerce is seeing some consolidation, right? Obviously, with Zomato Blinkit and uh, Swiggy Genie and you know, there is Big Basket, which is, uh, you know, perhaps the most comprehensive, uh, right? And they offer, you know, the same day delivery or like perhaps one day delivery. And then there is uh, Swiggy Genie and uh, Swiggy Genie is, of course, you know, the, the 10 minute or 15 minute delivery type. And, and there's Zepto, which is, which promises a 10 minute delivery, right? Now, it is a very, very challenging uh, business uh, to run. You know, you have all of these dark stores uh, where, you know, everything proceeds in assembly line fashion and operational efficiency is the name of the game, basically, right? Uh, it's, it's a hard business also because of the margins. Definitely razor-thin margins that they're working on. And uh, they're, they're trying to scale this to, a, a you know, a, a particular volume where things become a lot more lucrative for them, uh, you know, from an economies of scale perspective. But it's it remains a very challenging space to run. Moving on, um, last year, Bangalore's Auto Union came up with their own app to tackle the likes of Ola and Uber because they used to charge a high commission. And this app is doing well. Now it's much more easier to get an auto in Bangalore. <laughs> but last week, uh, they announced that they'll be charging drivers a subscription fee, right? While it's still nominal, they're charging close to, what, 25 rupees for unlimited trips a day on the driver's side. But they're still following down the path of U the likes of Uber and Ola. No, I think it's a different model altogether, right? I mean, I think they're going with a subscription model and not a commission model as Uber and, Uber and Ola, right? I mean, we'll see how this kind of pans out. The Namayatri app was built by Jaspe, which is a private company, somehow tied with the Beckin Foundation run by Mr. Nilekani, I think, right? Uh, they work with, uh, the foundation does some interesting work. I mean, they work with open digital protocols to sort of build these applications and so on, right? So, and Namayatri is on ONDC as well, right? So, uh, and, and they've been growing, like you said, I mean, they, it's easier to get an auto rickshaw on uh, Namayatri now than, you know, earlier, right, through Uber or Ola. This is just a different business model. And I think this is more viable. I mean, this is more driver friendly, I think, than the commissions. I mean, also no hidden fees and whatnot, right? So let's see how this uh, kind of pans out. Yeah, uh, one really cool feature in the app is that you can really check uh, the live demand feed where so you know like okay is it, will you are, are you likely to get a cab in this area it, it like it has its own heat map so i think that's pretty cool 
for this week's talk of the town we have this fantastic article put out in uh, bloom's website now this is a conversation with arindam paul and he shares insider tips on uh, scaling a d2c brand on third party marketplaces a fantastic read i we'll have the link in the description below so please uh, check it out and while you're on the website you'll also find transcripts of our own shows on the website so that it's easier for you to consume the content uh, in a way that you find more suitable along with the roshan before we wrap it up who are we having next on the podcast next on the podcast we have an investor <laughs> after a long long time right so we uh, are hosting arjun rao of special ventures uh, and uh, they invest in a lot of uh, Uh, early stage core science innovation kind of startups right i mean in fact they've invested in agnikul as well uh, so it'll be interesting to understand uh, their thesis and how they're finding the current market environment and so on so yeah certainly looking forward to it all right folks if you have not already subscribed to the channel please consider doing so do tag us on social media with your thoughts on some of the things that we discussed today you can tag us on linkedin as the startup operator and on x/twitter <laughs> i think we'll change that now On X, we are at Operator Startup. That's it for this week. We'll be back again with more interesting updates next week. Cheers, guys. Have a good one.